Welcome back to Off Harbor in Maine. That's right, you probably thought we were done, but we are here. I'm Joel Covey, and I'm joined by my close friends to reminisce over Disney Park history and discuss current theme park happenings, all with a drink in hand, and we're inviting you to join us. Today, on episode 32, we'll be discussing our favorite former attractions that we never experienced but wished we still could. Today, I am joined by the lovely Miss Beth. Ah, oh, hello, dreamers of all ages. And Matt. Hey, everyone. And Derek. Hi, guys. Good to be back. I don't know why I ended that last one with, like, there's going to be another and. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Joel. And, and me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow, guys, it has been a minute. Um, it has been a really long time. Really, we haven't recorded since like right after the beginning of the new year. So it's been a while, and uh, I do apologize. We've just been busy, and it's been hard to, you know, to get everyone together and, and record. Um, nothing really has happened since then, right? Oh, you know, no, Disney, gosh. nothing. Just life. No, no controversial state legisl- <laughs> legislature stuff or... <laughs> Legislature. Nope. And no no uprising of cast members, you know, wanting Disney to do the right thing. Yeah. No dismantling of the Reedy Creek Improvement District by a governor just to spite Disney. Hmm. No, it's perfectly normal, regular things that are happening. No one hates I mean the CEO's doing a superb job. Everything's going very well for the Disney stock up, 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 up. Oh yeah, they can do anything they want, and (laughs) no one will complain. Is your is your chart upside down? Oh 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 my god! Oh Oh, oh, no! Okay. Oh, Hmm. it's Hmm. just like the it's it's a real life version of that meme, you know, with the little dog sitting at the the kitchen table with the fire in the background. (laughs) This is fine. This is fine. (laughs) This is fine. This this is how uh, it feels right now, especially online. But uh, I'm not. We're not here to to really talk about politics. But I just had to bring it up because, wow, it's been pretty crazy <laughs> <laughs> in the last few months. Um, but yeah, hey, before we get into it, let's return to our virtual tropical and I to hear what everyone is drinking today. Uh, let's start off with Beth. What are you having? Okay, I'm having a Blake's Hard Cider Company Triple Jam with strawberry, blackberry, and raspberry. And it's a 6.5 alcohol by volume and gluten-free. So, you know, if you have a gluten sensitivity, which I don't, but if you do, it's a good option. It is really tasty. Um, I just haven't had time to, like, actually bust out the cocktail. Oh, by the way, I moved estates again. <laughs> so I haven't yeah, had time to, like, yeah, of things that, you know, have happened, I moved. Um, but I'm still within driving distance to Disney, so... Don't worry, you're not going to get rid of me that easily, Derek. You look just as close on screen. Yeah, I just, tell you that. just <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, but so I haven't had time to like get out all of my cocktail <laughs> making items. So uh, cider it is from the can, but it's really good. It's very tasty. 
Did you say triple jam? Triple jam, yeah. Jam. Yeah. Look, I'll show you the can. I'll show you the triple jam can. Jam. It's very. Um, we can't see. Oh, She's no, a blur can, effect. Can, I know. I did. Because I'm, you need to because turn I'm that recording blur effect off. In, I'm recording in my closet. You can see my all my clothes behind me. <laughs> it's really it's just the wall behind me. Just the wall. <laughs> yeah, Matt's pointing behind him because it's just full of his dirty clothes on his bed. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now. I haven't had time to do. Is that not dirty? Excuse me. I'm not a savage. <laughs> You just throw your dirty, cl- your clean clothes on. Well, they were on. They were on the chair. That's why I haven't been using my computer. Yeah, and hey, at least you're not in your bed recording this right now. Like the old days. <laughs> like the old days. Like the old days. Um, let's go a little different. Let's go with Derek. What are you having? Oh, okay. Well, so to try to stay in theme with my um, um, attraction for tonight, I went with a Japanese beer. So I'm drinking a Sapporo. And I'm actually oh let me like pour it into my tall glass right now. It's actually um, a little ASMR. Yeah. Well, do you remember this this glass, Beth? This is the infamous <laughs> Universal <do>. Studios <laughs> tall glass that Were sent you? into a spiral as we went into the queue for Transformers. <laughs> but you know what? What what a story we've had uh, to tell story. so many times. Yeah. And and a souvenir glass like and, what a and. what a day. So who if knew you I would this wrong? It? I'm gonna stab you. Well, I'm gonna pour it so you could try to. Can you hear it? <laughs> Sounds yeah, like you're being. <laughs> In honor uh, of my, you're gonna have so much. Oh my god! Oh shoot! <laughs> oh my god, guys! What did you so think good. was gonna happen? It was like the biggest like. A beer <laughs> the head is like half the beer or half the can right now. I got really glass. excited. I wanted to, to hear it. So but, how's the foam yeah. on top? Is it good? It's great. Yeah. <laughs> It's very Japanese, like but yeah, so, you know, Japanese. for all of uh, our Japanese <laughs> listeners out there, uh, Tokyo Disney Sea, yeah, this is, this one's for you. So everyone knows what a Sapporo is. I mean, it's an all malt beer. Uh, I don't know the percentage of uh, alcohol, but yeah, everyone knows what a Sapporo is. Yeah, so yeah, so we're yeah. good. <laughs> it's been a while, guys. So I'm just a little Matt, over What do you have? I'm drinking one of my new favorite go-tos. Ooh, what is it? It is the Stone Buena Vesa. Ooh. Oh, you do love that beer. I love this one. Is it's that so year good. round now? It is. Yeah, I feel like it's I It's like one of their it. permanent ones now. Yeah, it's very popular. It's a good beer. It's usually really good with Michelada. But yeah. I went boring. I, like, I didn't want that. Oh, sorry. I, I went boring just because uh, I, I thought I had some uh, spirits to be able to make a good drink. However, I need to go to the store and restock <laughs> so uh, I did have just my leftover beers they're, they're fresh though Beth they're not all expired anyway what is it it's just a good and I think I'm gonna lose my beer card from some people on this one it's a fat tire I and love new, a fat tire hey, yeah, yeah. no hate it's, yeah it's a it's a good solid choice yeah it's an amber ale and I feel like I don't have it that much. I used to have it all the time especially when I was younger and now I just I'm always on the IPA kick or having something light. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'm really in the mood for some fat tires. So I got one, and uh, I'm excited to have it this evening. And with that, everybody, cheers. 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 Episode 32. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was nothing mm. but fun. <laughs> Just fizzle it out a little. I'm going to get a spoon and scoop it out. <laughs> Well, but hey, before we get into what we really want to talk about today, 
there has been a lot of things happening at the parks. And while I always say that I do not want this to be a news podcast, but there are a lot of exciting things. And I just want to get everyone's take just on some of the Epcot changes that are happening, especially since for so long I thought they were going to just scrap the whole thing or just really half-ass it. And it seems like they're really moving forward. And they just opened up um, Connections Eatery and Cafe, which kind of took over Electric Umbrella um, and that whole, was that? That's the east side, right? And then we have, you know, they've changed kind of the, the naming of the areas. You know, it's now World Celebration, World Nature, and World Discovery instead of Future World. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the name selections, but how they're kind of starting to group it together and what they totally plan to do kind of makes sense. I, I can get on board with it. But what I am really excited about just because they're doing a lot more than I thought they were going to end up doing was Moana Journey of Water, which is just a walkthrough kind of water attraction they're going to have right um, in the center area in the front there, which is now World Celebration. And there's a ton of rock work going up. There's a lot of infrastructure, and it seems like they're really, I mean, this is not some cheap little thing they're doing. They're, they're really going all out. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on the, the stuff that's going on? Uh, well, for one, I love the Connections Cafe look and vibe, uh, and I never had any strong attachments whatsoever to Electric Umbrella. When I first went in the early 2000s, it already felt dated to me, and so I just I never had that that connection that I know a lot of people have because they've been going there for so much longer. Um, but the the Connections Cafe um, is beautiful inside, and I love all of the details that they've just kind of been able to put in there in like an elegant, classy way, not elegant, but just like a classy way that still reminds you that you're in Epcot, like the, mm-hmm. you know, in the ground, they have the, the, the map of the original Epcot idea, the, the, the layout and the plans and just the way they've been able to do those subtle touches, but that still lets you know exactly where you are. I really like what they've done. I really like the push for all the original logos mm-hmm. and for each pavilion I mean, they have the flags up front again, and, you know, that's been there for a while now. But they have all the flags with all the logos for all the pavilions or the pavilions? Pavilions. Yeah. 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 And then they have in the eatery now, they have the main Epcot logo, which I feel like they started kind of going away with. And it looks like they're kind of doubling down on some of these old logos from like the 80s. And that font is it's new, but it feels old that they're using throughout the the front areas um, through all the signage. So I'm just really excited that they're paying homage to the, the originals. Mm-hmm. I was going to add to how you were talking about the logos, though. I love that even pavilions that didn't have a logo really are now starting to get logos again, too. Mm-hmm. For example, we've all seen the Mission Space one where it's almost like a hybrid Horizons and a new one at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then I love that the Guardians one is getting its own logo now, too. Yeah. That's so awesome. It's important, I think, just to make it still feel like Epcot, even though they are going in a different direction. We all get it. You can complain all you want. I understand your complaints. But I am excited that they still, I think, understand what a lot of people still want. And it's still, to me, from what I've seen so far, and I haven't been to Epcot in a long time, but once they, you know, as they start to take down these walls, I do feel like it's still feels like Epcot, especially looking at some of these pictures, like you're from with inside Connections Eatery, looking outside towards Spaceship Earth, 
there are some trees going in, there is some greenery, but it just feels like retro and original, yet still fresh and modern. And my other favorite mm-hmm. thing about those two, that location too, and even so much as with the new, um, what's the store called? Creations? Is that what it is? Yeah, mm-hmm. Creation, Creation Shop. Shop. I love the windows. Just the mm-hmm. big, open, like floor-to-ceiling windows. So much yeah. light in the area. It looks amazing. Yeah. And I, I mean, for you, we're all going to be shocked when we look out one of those <laughs> windows one day and we see that giant two-tiered celebration platform that everybody swears is getting axed <laughs> and watch lo and behold it's going to get built and we're all going to eat those words well really what, hope so yeah really hope so and i, I hope what, it's something that we can get into and it's not just like it's a special ticketed spot to be able yeah. to be Odys- odyssey too i mean whatever well, they build out there with like you guys mentioned those giant windows are just awesome and I'm all for whatever you know they're they're putting in place right there. I think it makes a lot of sense. I guess people were wondering why you know like they're feeling like the um, connections eatery was like too plain, but I think it kind of makes sense being like the central hub to the whole area that um, it's not a very specific theme, but I can see where they're going with it as far as like a centralized area that kind of connects everything together. Um, you know the whole concept of connecting cultures together. I do love with the food, just to, you know, give a nod to that a little bit, that there is a little bit of a flair internationally to all these different cultures that got kind of infused to to the menu. I don't know if you guys have checked that out at all, but it looks good. I, I'm actually really eager to go try it out. Um, so hopefully one day we can all go. Yeah, let's <laughs> well, go. And I, I, I'm annoyed too when people keep saying that like, it's so plain. It's boring. And I'm like, it looks clean. What did you want it to look like? Like the Epcot TGI Fridays? Did you just want shit all over the walls? It looks good. They want it to look like the old world of Disney. That's what they want. Overside <laughs> characters and the Buka de Beppo, but with all of the countries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, people need to remember it is world celebration. It's not future world anymore. It makes yeah. sense that it doesn't need to be all. I mean, it's so modern, but it doesn't need to be super futuristic. And what would that theme in there be other than kind of this clean look that they're that they're going for? But in the back, they have this huge mural that is very reminiscent to the old uh, murals and all the pavilions, and it, it just feels it feels like it belongs, right? Yeah. Um, and then you, if you look. Just throughout, yeah, it's it's very open and clean, but I, I think people forget like anything that was there previously was the sign of the times, and this definitely is a sign of kind of what nice eating establishments kind of are going for, and like the woods and everything. It, it just it fits into today, yes, but so did it back then. You just are used to something that you're so have you have nostalgia for it and it's something from the past you don't realize when that went in it just looked like other restaurants in the world or in the rest of this nation right and they can do that in epcot but knock it off with ralph brennan's jazz kitchen oh, i don't even <laughs> want to talk about the down it's just oh, depressing. like way I to said, bring it down it's like i said <laughs> at least now the outside will match the food i've always yeah. liked oh, my meals there. it's always been kind of slow but it's not great. It's not great. I've been there probably four or five times, and I could not tell you one thing I've had from there. But it looked so, nice. For those who do don't like, know, beignets are good. <laughs> they are oh, remodeling yeah. a lot of things in downtown Disney. I don't want to go. I mean, we can if you want to, but they are going to. It's too fresh. 
I need to collect my <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> just got announced today when we're recording this, but the, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, they're, they're doing the typical, like, it basically looks like if you take all of Disney Springs, the newer portion of it, and put it all together, that's kind of what they're going for. Like, this is clean. It looks like it fits into most outdoor malls now. But Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, I mean, it's New Orleans. It's It, it fits so well. It, it didn't need to be freshened up to have a clean, modern look. A, a clean California vibe, as they said, but it's not. that's not the vibe it should have. <laughs> no. It's Ralph I, Kitchen Fresh. Ralph Kitchen <laughs> Fresh California. <laughs> but I think of like when I would sit in the bar area and they'd have the band playing and there's a lot of stuff going in there, but it's it just fit really well. I just don't see how this new look will really play to having these jazz bands play in there and like the culture that it was kind of representing. I think you're stripping away the culture from New Orleans from this, mm-hmm. from this new remodel. But, yeah, absolutely. But Hey, I'm excited that they're putting in some new things. A lot of things are getting some refreshes. Didn't I fun baby? Yeah. Yeah, that's anybody, good anybody who thinks they're going to get into Din Tai Fung in the first like four years that that thing opens, you're absolutely oh, yeah, crazy. I'll wait for you. Just order it for your hotel room. <laughs> oh, yeah. That could be possible if I want to stay in the Pixar Pier <laughs> hotel. Oh, oh gosh. We didn't take it down even further. <laughs> I'm going to be butthurt about that one for a while. I really hope they make some tweaks and they can wow me. But I feel like a lot of the changes right now are. Just, uh, hey, this is temporary. We don't really know what to do right now because eventually we want to completely redo this area. So let's not go all in. Just like even with the downtown Disney West side, like let's not go all in with the changes. Let's do some clean, bare minimum stuff that just fresh, be able to get some new tenants in there. Um, but we won't feel bad if in five years we finally discovered, hey, this we, we got approval for Disneyland forever and we can do all this stuff now. Right. Um that's what I've been kind That's of wondering. Yeah, is because, you know, it feels like they're just doing all of these different separate little projects that don't really connect to a grander vision. And it's like, just tell us what you want to do and maybe I'll feel more comfortable understanding what your plan is, except, you know, to or, just add all these random things. How about you finish the projects that you started? Oh, dang. Who needs a new Tomorrowland entrance? Who needs Tomorrowland done? Who needs some sort of attraction behind the giant empty Avengers building that still doesn't have a trolley <laughs> coming out of the front of it? <laughs> they should just Everything's add another fine. green wall on the other side of the Tomorrowland entrance and call it a day. <laughs> People just need new restaurants, Matt. That's all they need. Yeah. New old restaurants that already and picnic exist. picnic areas. <laughs> new old oh, restaurants yeah. that already exist. I am excited for the grassy area. It's like. If they said that about downtown Disney, but those pictures were all cement. I, so I, I noticed that too. I was like, about. where is that grass? <laughs> oh uh, God, but did you see the, okay, but did you see the downtown Disney logo? Yeah. Oh, that, was, that, was, that was cool. You did or didn't? I did. I, you did? I, yeah. That was, then that are was, they going to put that, that on the other side or what? It's kind of retro feel on one side and... Art deco into craftsman style. <laughs> They'll just put it up so the lights can burn out on it and then never get fixed either. I mean, so this new logo is basically the, the Walt Disney Imagineering has a newer logo that has a new script, if you will, for Walt Disney's signature. It seems a little bit more realistic, I would say. Uh, less polished than the, the corporate Disney logo. Um, and it looks like they're going to 
try to utilize that into the downtown Disney logo, which from from afar and a little blurry. Yeah, it was just the concept art. It <laughs> yeah. looked good. You had to really next zoom to the, in to see it. But. I was gonna say next to the H and R block sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, next to the. H&R Did you guys block. notice the turnstiles <laughs> in the no. concept art? No, right next to that that sign that the they Disney have turnstiles. Did. There was turnstiles in the concept art. I'm like, okay, wait, what is that? <laughs> Maybe they're gonna start charging. <laughs> I don't know. It was really Weird. third gate deliberated downtown scene. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <sighs> we could go on tangents forever. That's what we do. But I think we'll we'll move on um, to the former attractions we wished we experienced. So what we wanted to talk about were one or two each of former attractions that can be in any from any park. Just it has to be an attraction that we never experienced, um, and so I'm excited to talk about these. I did a lot of research, probably more than necessary. I mean, so. that's you, Joel. <laughs> you do you, Joel. You do. But you. what we wanted is not just say, "Hey, you know, I really wish I went on this ride beforehand or attraction," but actually talk about maybe if we have any fat, fun facts or history, and just kind of explain a little bit further about said experience right so i'm gonna start off my i guess i wouldn't say it's my number one but one of my attractions that i really wish i got to see and it's because i was really hoping to be able to do it in tokyo when i went but it closed right before we went there it it was an animatronic it was an animatronic show that was in Fantasyland. It's in Disney World, Magic Kingdom, and it's where or it was where Philhar Magic is today. So I am talking about none other than the Mickey Mouse Review. Uh, this was a opening day attraction, actually at Magic Kingdom, and it, so it opened up October first, nineteen seventy one, and it ran until September of nineteen eighty, um, when it was closed and dismantled and sent actually to Tokyo Disneyland where it was an opening day attraction there in April of 1983. And it would ultimately close in there in 2003, which was actually ended up being replaced by Philhar Magic in both locations um, eventually. There, of course, has been other things that were in place in that spot in Fantasyland and Magic Kingdom, um, but now they both have Philhar Magic in those spots. So it has a kind of fascinating history. Walt originally wanted to create an experience with some Disney characters back when they were planning Edison Square in um, in Main Street. And in that kind of plan, this was uh, there's audio from Walt back in 1962 where he's talking about this plan. They wanted to have like live, um, not live, they wanted to have characters, animatronics within the seating or the seats with the, the audience. Where they would kind of heckle and if you know, kind of reminiscent, reminiscent, I think of like the Muppets and the old mm-hmm. guys there. Uh, of course, that never came to fruition. Um, but in an effort to really try to keep Walt Disney alive with the Mag- with Magic Kingdom when they were building that, um, you know, it was shortly thereafter Walt's um, passing. Uh, Bill Justice, who's an artist and an Imagineer, he's known for doing. He did a lot of the animatronics on Pirates of the Caribbean. But he's just really known for being an animatronic guy. He uh, really wanted to pay some uh, uh, some tribute, if you will, to Walt Disney. And he felt like the attractions were going away from Disney's heritage. 
So he began actually working on the Mickey Mouse musical review, which was later they later dropped the musical part and it's called Mickey Mouse Review. But um, in a lot of advertisements and original copy, if you will, it was called the Mickey Mouse Musical Review. In this, Mickey is your conductor of a large assembly of a Disney care of Disney characters in the orchestra. Um, so it's really just a lot of characters, the animatronics. Some of, most of them are not of actual height. So there's like Snow White, who's not as tall as Snow White should really be <laughs> in real life. So they're kind of like miniature versions, but really cute. Um, I'm trying like the best way to describe it would be like maybe a mix between America Sings and American Adventure, where you have all these characters coming up from the ground. Um, it's it doesn't rotate. It's just in the theater, but they come up from this, the bottom of the stage, and then they um, all kind of appear, and then all come together at the end together. They're just playing a kind of a medley of different uh, Disney songs. Are you guys? Have you guys seen this? I've seen I've seen video, not in person. I've only heard of it. <laughs> Sounds very interesting. I've never actually seen it. It is very. <clears throat> it's not great. Let's say that. <laughs> it's it, it's one of those things that. It's not like we would be loving it now. It's just, I'm just fascinated by it because I guess I found about it far after it closed at Magic Kingdom. And I was very interested. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. It had an attraction where Mickey Mouse was actually the star, which we didn't have until Runaway Railway. And he's an animatronic. And this animatronic looks awful. Beth, are you familiar with this <laughs> yes. animatronic? It does not look, it looks like a 70s Mickey Mouse. It, it really does. It. It's, yeah, I'm going to have to pull this up. It's, a, it's a little reminiscent thing. of like Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. <laughs> like. I was going to say, yeah. does this, is this whole like attraction, is it like if America Sings had sex with a Chuck E. Cheese? Great way to put it. There you go. <laughs> you <got> it. <laughs> yeah, so getting back to it, oh uh, this God. show had 81. Yeah, that's terrifying. I'm sorry, Joel. <laughs> Why? To see him. Yeah. Uh, Matt is just now seeing Mickey Mouse. So yeah, it had 81 characters in a 10-minute show. So this was the first ever computer program stage show. So of course, this paved the way for a lot of things. A lot of paved. A lot of things paved the way so this could exist. But then this, of course, existed, allowing for a lot of other shows to follow. This show came with a lot of promotions with when uh, Walt Disney World opened, too, and it even had, like, its own little golden book and other things that were really heavily promoting this this new show. If we go into the queue, starting off, uh, if you're familiar with PhilharMagic, the setup was fairly similar. Um, the lobby had paintings of Mickey Mouse and statues on pedestals showcasing, showcasing him in his previous roles. And it had an eight-minute pre-show to showcasing Disney's connections or connection to music. The actual show um, spread out across a 35 feet of stage area, and it had curtains separating in the middle to open up and debut this very odd-looking Mickey that we were talking about. And he had a very 70s voice. Maybe we'll play a little bit right here. As you can tell, I mean, it just doesn't even sound like Mickey Mouse. But there's a lot of things that have happened in the Disney parks where it doesn't really sound like uh, the right Mickey Mouse, if you will. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go real quick just through the show just to get a general understanding of what really happened. So um, each one of the songs were very short, like not even a minute. There is like 30 second renditions of a lot of these things. So they just try to get everything in as quickly as possible. Um, 
and with a 10 minute show ish, you know, that's, that's actually fairly short, even for, um, especially for that day and age, um, where there are more shows that lasted a little longer, like Tiki Room used to be far longer, and then they cut out scenes from that. So, um, after Mickey gives his count off, the orchestra performs a medley of Disney songs. Um, they are Hi Ho, Whistle While You Work, When You Wish Upon a Star, and Hi Dilly D. D? Hi Dilly D D? Is that right? What, I think it's just one D. Hi Dilly, Dilly D. 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 Hi Dilly D. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote two Ds there. Uh, after they finish, though, they are loaded and lowered into the orchestra pit as the theater falls into darkness. And then it's followed by Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf? Uh, I'm Wishing from Snow White. The Silly Song from the Seven Dwarfs. Uh, All in the Golden Afternoon from Alice and the, and the Flowers. Then they had the Three Caballeros, uh, Donald Duck, uh, Jose, and Panchito. Of course, these animatronics Are these all later. in the dark? No, the lights oh. have come back on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a lot. Just sit in the dark. I was setting the mood. faded in the dark. Gotcha, and then went gotcha. Out. <laughs> the, the Three Caballeros, as you know, um, they did end up making their way back to Disney World as they are now <laughs> come and gone and back to <laughs> a few times <laughs> Grand Fiesta Tour I think was, that was, was the that. um was the cactus pot inside the show too <laughs> cactus what, pot yeah what singing part did the cactus the pot, pot have <laughs> is that the pot that replaced oh God, Donald for a yes. while <laughs> yes okay <laughs> there's a lot of things hey those animatronics came they you know Donald broke you had a, a pot there for a while. They had a hat for him. They had two. Oh, it wasn't cutouts. just a while. That was a long time. Yeah, yeah. So. Those are old animatronics. You heard how long they were there for. But you know what's funny though is that they don't have. It's not just three animatronics. It's kind of like Country Bear Jamboree, where you have they had like a shooting scene on stage, and they would show up on the in different uh, areas, like on the sides. So they would pop up, and so there was probably three Donalds and multiples like wow. of Panchito, and so it's just kind of funny that uh, we had such a challenge with having those <laughs> come back at, at Epcot. All right, uh, and then we had Bippity Boppity Boo from the Fairy Godmother, So This Is Love from Cinderella and the Prince Charming singing, and of course Zippity Doodah with Br'er Bear, Br'er Fox, and Br'er Rabbit, later joined by the rest of the cast. So, like, everybody comes up from the stage, and they're all singing zippity doo dah And then they play the Mickey Mouse alma mater. Um, and then you have cue exit music with Casey Jr., the work song, Mickey Mouse March, You Can Fly, A Spoonful of Sugar. Um, so you can see it was truly just a medley of songs with and no rhyme or reason. 10 minutes? <laughs> 10 minutes. That's fast. That's what I'm saying. Most of these weren't even a minute long. It was just like, go, 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 go. It, it's just crazy to think they had this plus the Country Bear Jamboree at the same time. So two very animatronic heavy just shows playing music. Um, two years after opening, it went from an e-ticket to a D-ticket also. And Tokyo ended up wanting this for its opening and so instead of creating another version of it, and since it was already starting to um, decline in interest at Magic Kingdom, they just decided to save some money and they sent it over to Tokyo. And it was essentially the exact same show over at Tokyo. Everything was the same except they had dubbed uh, Japanese singing, but I think there was still some English speaking in it. But And then the space at the Fantasyland Theater mostly remained empty since its closing in 1980. 
It would occasionally show Disney films until 1986 when Epcot made way for Captain EO. The theater ended up playing Magic Journeys 3D uh, through 1993. And followed, of course, I think a lot of people are familiar with this show. It was followed by The Legend of the Lion King just weeks after the film debuted in the theaters. And that show would end up closing in 2002 due to the Festival of the Lion King's success at the Animal Kingdom. Uh, And as I talked about before, following that, Mickey's Philhar Magic would follow um, opening in 2003 and... Yeah, it lasted a long time in Japan, but ended up closing in 2009, which would also be replaced by PhilharMagic. So I just think it's kind of fascinating. It's a very old school looking show. It feels very 70s, and I think that's why I love it, and I wish I could have experienced it. I love how they sort of pay like a slight homage to it with Mickey's PhilharMagic being Mickey being a conductor, and it's kind of cool that they they put that little... I mean, obviously, it's not exactly the same. It's mostly featuring Donald, but just kind of a cool little homage to the original. But it starts there. off with yeah. Mickey Mouse yeah. being the conductor, just like uh, I'm yeah. sure they were really thinking about it when they opened up the, the curtains, just like how it's uh, done there now with the curtains opening up as he's just standing there on stage as the conductor. Yeah, I love when they add those little, just those little touches that those they're nods. like, we, we haven't, we haven't forgotten what was here before, even though we've. <laughs> We're moving on to bigger and better. I love the little touches. Yeah. yeah. I would have never known that that was kind of like a precursor to that. So that was very enlightening, Joel. Thank you. You're welcome. Glad <laughs> you enjoyed it, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, uh, Derek? What do you miss or wish that you <clears throat> could have experienced? Oh, you know, well, so I I really wanted to do Rocket Rods, but I have written that, not to flex for everybody listening. <laughs> I've written it too. I don't care. <laughs> Elizabeth wrote it. I don't know, but it's it's weird because I hear of a lot of people who haven't written it, and I don't know. You wrote yeah, it. You, Matt, I thought you wrote it. I thought you wrote it too, Matt. Nope. Mm. And I and you haven't written it either, Joel. Nope. I went there the month it closed uh, <laughs> oh, <no>. for refurbishment. <laughs> One of the main months. I was there. I was there the month that New Tomorrowland opened, and they were still testing them. Oh gosh! Everything else was done. They were going, but it wasn't open yet. I'm pretty sure I wrote them like two times, like on two different trips. But I didn't. But hey, I got to do the. I got to do the NASA experience thing. (laughs) Ooh, Ooh, that was open, and so was Interventions. I don't remember the NASA experience. That's where they had the moon moon dust. Yeah, oh. then moon rocks, didn't Yeah, and then you could stand on all the scales and see how much you'd weigh it on every planet. Oh, that's moon. right. For those that didn't know, the NASA experience was basically in the same space as the FastPass distribution center for Buzz Lightyear and Star Tours, and it had a little bit more space off to the left. It was a fun little uh, exhibit, and that was it. And then you can leave there and go to Interventions and do a fake ultrasound, thanks to Kaiser Permanente. <laughs> Thrive. <laughs> so many cool things in Tomorrowland's past. Anyway, yeah, so just a quick nod to Rocket Rods. I just thought that was such a cool ride. Um, you know, if we we couldn't have People Mover, then, um, you know, that's a, a good replacement, then, in my opinion. Um, you know, I was also thinking about doing People Mover, but I've written that too at Disneyland, and so... I was really thinking about, okay, well, what can I think about here? And um, I've always, I mean, it's still on my bucket list. Like, I, I would really love to go 
to Tokyo Disney Sea, and I know Joel's been there. Super jealous that he got that chance, and hopefully one day I can go too. But and that's why I have my Sapporo, you know, just、oh. in honor of <laughs> Japan.、Um, but yeah, so at Tokyo Disney Sea, there is an attraction there that、um, no longer exists. It's called Storm Rider. It is actually a an opening day attraction、um, with. Tokyo Disney Sea. So it opened up in 2001, September 4th to be exact. I've been on it. Joel's been on、yeah. it. See, so okay. Now you, now you don't you have to、it. feel bad about Rocket Rods. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's your little flex there. I mean, I guess before I get into it, like, did you enjoy it? Did you love it?、Uh, yes. So I won't say too much here, but I just want to say it's with like with a lot of rides in Tokyo,、uh, it's done in English. And so the whole pre show and the whole show is in Japanese, and I had no idea what was going on. However, the in theater effects, as well as some of the stuff going on in the pre show, was pretty exciting. And it's cool because it's not like based off of any IP, it's just its own thing.、Um, and yeah, I'll leave it at that. The in, the in theater effects were really cool. Yeah, and so that's what's really intriguing about it. I know,、um, you know, I guess with a lot of the stuff there, It's all in Japanese. So, maybe a, a tip to people who are traveling over there to、um, maybe do a little bit of background research or, or try to、um, you know, Google search it to maybe get a backstory. I don't know. I, I've heard that there's like、um, translators or, or things that you can use to kind of follow along. Do they, do they offer that there? You know?、Uh, they might have. I mean, keep in mind, we had translators in the States that. I don't think a lot of people utilize, but I remember stuff being translated where you could have a device that would translate things for you. But I don't remember Tokyo knowing of Tokyo having an option for that. Yeah. All right. Well, so <clears throat> Storm Rider, it was、um, a ride in the Port Discovery section of Tokyo Disney Sea. If you guys are all familiar with that, you know, there's different ports of Discovery、um, within Tokyo Disney Sea. And this. Area of Port Discovery was like their futuristic,、um, you know, alternate version of, of Tomorrowland in Disneyland.、Uh, Port Discovery was that version in Disney Sea. And this ride is actually a flight simulator type ride. I guess the closest you could describe or compare against would be、um, Star Tours. Uh, but I did read up on how, you know, with Star Tours, the,、um, the vehicle itself can fit up, up to 40 people, where in、um, Storm Rider fits, I think, roughly a little over 120. So it's like three、oh, wow. times the size. Yeah, I had、it's、no idea it was huge. Simulator. <laughs>、right? Yeah. But it's、um, the same thing if you, it's, it's Star Tours. But yeah, but just、I'm、kind、scared. of、um, on steroids a bit, right? Th- does、uh, it feel like.、That. Yeah, does it, did it feel like an auditorium, maybe? Like kind of like Hista or? No, because you、yeah. load into it with the idea and like they have pre show stuff of like you going into this vehicle. So it still feels like you're going to. And I knew it was a simulator like Star Tours before I got on it. So I never really felt like I was going into auditorium. It's themed inside like you're on a spaceship thing.、Um, unlike. It didn't feel like you walk into a cockpit of an airplane like Star Tours can.、Um, it was a little bit more themed, I would say. It, at、was、least it, future themed. Was it like one of those, like, kind of like, like a motion theater where it was like. No, it's like、I、a full say, simulator, like. Not, not just、simulator. the seats, but like the. Yeah, because、well, I was going to、yeah. say, because, you know, like, like for、Hista. example, 
Yeah, like you know, like Honey I Shrunk the Audience, where like the floor is like on its own like little actuator mm-hmm. thing, where the floor moves. Is it the same concept, or is it actually like a full-on like simulator box moving? From what I remember, unless they did a great job, and I couldn't tell just by the floor moving, it's a full simulator. Like That's what it looks that like from videos too. So, um, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But I, I guess I should. Um, explain that there is a pre-ride right before you get onto the um, simulator itself. Um, you kind of go into this building, right? And, and it's kind of set up to be um, the CWC, which is the Center for Weather Control. So I guess they're doing a lot of testing and experiment, you know, with the weather. And um, there's, I guess, the story, the premise is that, um, you know, they're they're trying to utilize this fuse that can um, disseminate and kind of um, stop, you know, storms from like getting really destructive. You know, there's really um, cool like um, way that they went about it to, to kind of stop like tornadoes and whatever is happening out, out in the sky. So they um, explained all this that's happening with this fuse and how you're going to use it. And um, then you go into the the simulator um, to to go on this flight. And so it's kind of described as like um, a flying laboratory, right? And so it is actually pretty cool because like with a simulation, aside from the, um, the screen that's up in front, there are these like portholes that are all um, lined up along the sides where you can still see outside. And so as you're flying and moving around, um, it kind of makes it seem as if the whole thing is encompassed around and and you're really flying. But what I was really impressed with too, like watching the videos is that um, there are a lot of really cool effects. So, you know, like lightning effects and um, like steam and um, I guess they like spray some water on you too. And um, Disney loves doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't there a big thing that came through the screen or no, came from the ceiling, right? And it, yeah, got hit, and then it comes through into the audience. Well, okay, so you know you're flying with like a partner flying laboratory. There's two of you. You're trying to like go on this mission to stop the the greatest storm of the century, and um, the other flying vehicle gets struck by lightning and is kind of falling out of the line of sight. And so it's really then up to you and, and your your um, your vehicle to to kind of complete the mission. And so as you're going through, you know. You actually um, shoot off your fuse in an attempt to stop the storm, and that gets struck by lightning, as I understand it, and it starts to spiral back and, and actually then um, crashes back into you. And this is that effect you're talking about, Joel, because um, you see it on the screen, the fuse like flying and spiraling out of control, and then it crashes into the top of the, the vehicle and goes through and into the um, into the the room, the theater, the yeah. theater. <laughs> And it is Crazy. a really cool effect. Yeah, it, it, it does feel um, very like tense, you know, as, as you're watching all it happen. Eventually it gets loose and you get to uh, kind of um, detonate it. But, you know, the whole explosion kind of spirals you out of control. It's very chaotic. Um, and I can sense, I guess that's one of the reasons that I read why um, not too many people were a fan of it because they felt it was a, a little too intense mm-hmm. uh, not so much of a family ride but i thought it was super cool like if you do have an opportunity to check it out on youtube yeah i would recommend just watching the video because it's really interesting and it's really different 
I think the thing that I loved most about it is that, um, like you said, Joel, it's it's not an IP type of ride. It's it's original, you know, and um, it's thrilling. Um, it did have a height requirement. It was just something that looks like it would be really like right up my alley in terms of just kind of an original ride to, to experience. But the unfortunate thing is that they said, you know, as time went by, and this did actually last a, quite a while, I think like 15 years that it was up and running and then um, recently replaced um, in 2016. It was replaced with Nemo and Friends Sea Rider, um, which then replaced the um, flying aspect of it with more of a submarine type ride going through the ocean you know and so it was a lot more kid friendly i think at the time that it was replaced um they say tokyo disney sea was kind of lacking in those kid friendly rides and so they wanted to find something that can suit that um, it did lower the height um requirement for the ride and it is a lot more tame than um what it used to be you know i I guess the um, community split on people who really love it and people who are sad that Stormrider is gone. And, you know, it would have been nice to experience it. So I think that that's one for me that, you know, at least there's YouTube to kind of experience all of what was happening there. But um, it's a shame because I, I feel like there are a lot of these really great um, rides that just get taken over by like IPs and, I don't know. I, I hope that Disney can come out with a an, another new non-IP ride in the future. That's what I was gonna say. It's like, it's like that's Disney's like mo now. We're like, rides losing popularity. Slap some Pixar on it. Yeah, I mean, really, what they could have done. I think that if they went um, down the path of something like how they handle Star Tours, where you know there's different missions, different um, characters. You know, Star Tours has a lot of repeatability factors because it's always different. And they could have done something like that with Stormrider to keep people's interest. And I thought if they maintain that, then, you know, with everything else they're doing now with all these different family-friendly attractions and, um, you know, Fantasy Springs. And, I mean, they have Turtle Talk um, with... Um, Crush. Crush <laughs> on the other side of Disney um, Sea. So, I don't know. It could have still fit. I, I would think, but you know, unfortunately, it's not there. But well, they do love their cute yeah. stuff there for sure. But it That's was true. It, it was kind of jarring when they first announced the the Nemo replacement for that. I was surprised Tokyo of all places was going that route. Um, you guys, you you really have me thinking back on the ride system because now <laughs> I'm like maybe it was just floors, but then again, it had a f- height restriction, so. I, I remember it being pretty intense, and I just can't imagine it just being the floor. But looking back at pictures, it was a pr- pretty large room. I was trying to look at some behind-the-scenes stuff to see if I could find anything of like what the vehicle looked like, and there's nothing. Maybe I need a search in Japanese, but I couldn't find anything. <laughs> That's a good one. Hopefully, you do get out to Tokyo soon. So Thank you, don't yeah. Miss out on something else that could go away. <laughs> go away exactly. <laughs> There's Space Mountain, you know, you need to get, that's another thing. I right? know, man. Which is just our Space Mountain without uh, audio. But hopefully they'll have audio soon. Yeah, well, 2027. Yeah, well, not soon, something soon, that's quote unquote soon. Five years from now. Awesome. I was going to say it'll still open before Tron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the ongoing joke. The evergreen. Where are we going to you, Beth? Yeah, we can go to Mant. I'm, I'm yeah. good. 
Okay. What was yours? So uh, I kind of went, I'm going to say like, I went kind of like the Joel route where it was like kind of this weird, <laughs> kind of a, a slightly odd thing that I didn't get to experience. Um, and Derek's route, as mine is also in Tokyo. So uh, I went with the Cinderella Castle Mystery Tour in Tokyo Disneyland, which looks like the most bizarre, crazy thing. I wish I could have experienced it. Did you get to go on it, Joel, or is that already closed? I, can't I remember did when you not. Went. You did get not to go on this one. Did, did you go? It was, it was closed. Okay, I couldn't yeah. remember when you went. Um, so, like, I thought a lot about it, and I was like, "There's so many attractions at Disneyland that were open, you know, back when the park first opened that I would love to experience, but." This one is just so strange and uh, just really like called to me. So basically, Tokyo Disneyland opened um, April 15th uh, in 1983 and the Mystery Tour, tour opened uh, in 1986. So not quite opening attraction, but they always intended to have something inside the castle, but they just never put anything there. And it's really nice because it was actually something completely unique to Tokyo since so much of Tokyo Disney when it first opened was such a carbon copy of uh, of everything that's already been over on the state side. So this was kind of their own unique attraction that was just for them. And it was basically, it was presented to be almost like a walkthrough of the castle where you would see, they, they talked about how you would see the ballroom and you'd see all these beautiful things. Um, but of course, that's not what happens at all. So... Um, a lot of the tour, it's basically it's a tour walkthrough ride. Um, so you have a cast member who is there. It's a spieling attraction. So they spiel the whole thing. It's all in Japanese. So I, again, a lot of what I just had to like read what people said. <laughs> this is what I think was happening because I don't know. Um, but it's a lot of it's based on the Black Cauldron. So like it's like the only attraction that's ever been based on the Black Cauldron. Um, it's a D ticket attraction. Um, and it was about a 15-minute walkthrough attraction. Um, and it was kind of the... In Japan, they have these really popular things called the ghost houses, or I think it's called obakai yashi. Mm. And it's what they do when it gets hot in the summer. It's Basically, it's like a it's like a haunt. And they go through these haunted houses, and they... It, so it was kind of based off of that. And they take their whole families, like kids go through them. <laughs> Like these like scary things where there's like ghosts and witches and um, so this is kind of their answer to that in a Disney Disney eyes style. Um, the tagline for the attraction was "Can you conquer the evil forces of the Disney villains in the castle?" And that was the only thing to kind of tell you what it was. Um, wait, and- wait, 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 wait. So they can have these. Weird, scary houses, but Storm Rider <laughs> is too intense. Well, I mean, it's not there anymore, is it? <laughs> <laughs> True. And the little kids can go on it. There's no height requirement. It's just a walkthrough. Okay. <laughs> so, but it's pretty scary. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, basically, you uh, walk into this room, and it prominently features the magic mirror from uh, Snow White. And... It was like this video that's projected. There's like a mirror and he's speaking, speaking Japanese. But basically, Tokyo was like, we don't want Oriental Land Company was like, we don't want it to be a Japanese face that's playing this character because we don't think it will translate to be the the magic mirror. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they recorded an entertainment cast member saying the lines 
Then they took it back to America. They had an American actor lip sync the lines and recorded that. And then that's what they used. So it's an American actor lip syncing <laughs> a Japanese a dialogue. I think they did this for like Wonders of China or the original China. Yeah, I Pavilion, think so too. Uh, yeah. Movie. Yeah. They, they had to hire somebody to <laughs> dub over because he was the person speaking was only he only spoke Chinese. And so they had. To yes. Yeah. I remember that. Hire somebody <laughs> to speak over it. Yeah. I remember that. So but just because they wanted an American face for the uh, mirror that did not stop them from having an absolutely terrifying walk around character of the magic mirror. Have you guys looked at it? No, I've not seen that. <laughs> okay, Google Tokyo Disneyland walk around mirror. It is, it, I, I wish it would show what was down below because it looks like it's just like a black cloak. And then the face in the mirror, it's. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, Whoa. no, no, Okay, everybody listening right now, if you're not driving, do the same thing. <laughs> just Google it. Take a look. Oh, why? Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> the teeth. I know it is. It is truly terrifying. So the basic <laughs> idea of the ride is twenty. <laughs> oh my god! We can just end it there. Us. Really, we can, we can oh keep it just like maybe he should have only been walking around at nighttime. Yeah, I know. Right? Oh my gosh! I can't. I don't even know how long that lasted for. But as soon as I saw that picture, I was like, <laughs> it "Oh looks my like goodness!" Kabuki. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, does. it does. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> It's so, so bad. basically, what would happen is you would have your your uh, cast member, your guide, would take you into a room inside of the castle. Uh, usually, it'd be about twenty to thirty guests at a time. Uh, they wore costumes that were kind of reminiscent of the the Huntsman in Snow White, and they would take you into this room with these beautiful portraits of uh, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Pinocchio, and of course, the most classic of all Disney heroes. Uh, Tarin from the Black Cauldron, and they would start their tour and say hey, they were going to take you through all these beautiful rooms in the castle. When all of a sudden the magic mirror appears and is upset that the villains are left out, of course, because it's always the the heroes. And then a flash of light happens, and all the heroes' uh, portraits change to their villains from their movies' portraits. Um, and basically, the magic mirror then opens a door to a chamber and basically taunts them and saying, oh, can you come into the, the villain's lair, basically. So the brave uh, guide leads us into the heroes or into the uh, into the villain's chamber. And you first enter into everything's like super dark, by the way, you first enter into uh, this the evil queen's dungeon slash secret lab and where she's making uh poison apples you can't see her but you can see her shadow um and you can hear her crow laughing and uh, her crow crowing and you start to hear her laugh and the 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 host ushers you out very quickly um there's a lot of like haunted mansion style effects where you kind of like looking down a hallway and it looks like it's a forever type hallway um you go through a room that has um Chernabog and the Night on Bald Mountain like projection is going over the whole room so you're singing all like the the ghosts and the horse like riding over you with all the all the music um you pass by this fountain that you know looks semi normal and then you if you look into it you can see all of Maleficent's henchmen appear below the surface um it's just everything is just dark and creepy and then um uh, you see Maleficent's castle on her mountain, and then Maleficent starts sending lightning bolts down to the guests. 
and each room is just kind of different things that you're seeing, all the different villains um, that are trying to attack you, basically. Um, and then there's uh, Skull and Crossbone appears, and it warns you of danger to come, and you enter a cave of treasures guarded by a dragon, which ends up being the same dragon uh, style. Basically, they just copy the dragon, and that's what they used in Paris in their in their underground uh cave of Lair. the castle yeah they they ended up get, making it a, a more advanced animatronic that moves a little more but essentially the the character itself is the same the same face and everything mm-hmm. um and then the dragon is awoken by lightning um and you of course find a way to escape just in time and you go through all these rooms and then there's there before you go into this final room the host picks a child Usually a child. It could be it could be anybody, but usually it's a young child. They're selected to be the champion, and they're given the Sword of Light, and then they take them to this dark dungeon. Actually, you end up meeting up with the other group because they do two groups at one time. So it's kind of so you you meet up with this other other group. You go into this dungeon. <laughs> You're already in a dungeon. You go into this huge dark dungeon where you see the Horned King is there. This huge animatronic up on this big pedestal with his big black cauldron, surrounded by all these skeletons. And the skeletons start to come to life. The animatronic is moving, and he's talking. Uh, and he speaks in Japanese, but there is translated uh, text of what he says. I'm going to read what he says. The Horn King says, Everyone welcome. In this black cauldron, everything in the world is controlled. Don't be afraid. It will all be over shortly. No one can escape from here, and you will be sacrificed to the Black Cauldron. O oh, Satan's kiln, awaken and resurrect the soldiers of death. Rebuild an army without rivals. The army of death rise. The devil's servants, go and capture them and throw them into the cauldron. Don't leave anyone behind. The Black Cauldron wants more bodies. I swear to the death. Nobody can destroy me. What's this? Capture those fools and gratify the back Black Cauldron. <laughs> these so these children so then the children the child <laughs> then the child <laughs> I was expecting you to finish it off with like Philippians thirteen one <laughs> <laughs> so then the child raises his sword of light and defeats the horned king all of these skeletons kind of collapse back down and the horned king kind of goes out of focus and the lights kind of go down and they're ushered out uh, into a into another room where there's the one banner in English that says, Good Conquers Evil, <laughs> and the, then the child is given a hero's medal. It's a real medal they get to take and take home, it's which nice is looking. so cool. Yeah. yeah, And that's the end, and you've defeated evil. And it was then closed. Uh, so when did it close? In 2006. They didn't give a real reason for it, but it's kind of speculated that it was because of um, new updated earthquake building codes in Japan. So they they were to make it up to building codes, they would have to basically remove everything already. So since it was kind of starting to wane in popularity, uh, they decided to just close the whole thing. And it eventually was replaced with Cinderella's Fairy Tale Hall, which is kind of like the original <laughs> the original walkthrough you were supposed to get before things went wrong. <laughs> it's re- so so currently they, they must have taken up a lot because. I don't. I guess I don't really understand where that space is. Do you think it's underneath the castle? Or I think is it like so. More in the castle, it's it's, it's underneath. Okay. I, yeah. Well, at least they're using the space. That's what I was curious. I didn't realize that took over that. that yeah. Area. 
So, so that's what it is now. You're kind of getting the original thing you were promised, I guess. But I just, I loved all of just the strange, yeah, the strangeness of it. The the well, fact the video that video of with, that animatronic is, it is just scary. It is terrifying. <laughs> like I, I would definitely be a little, a little scared of it now. And as a child, definitely. I, feel like I need to watch this. You should oh, see yeah, the video. Yeah, of it's, the, it's up yeah, on the guy. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. gnarly. It's it, and it's. I mean, even if you just look at a picture of it, like it is definitely like mm-hmm. a creepy animatronic. Cannot be I, worse than that. I but, just love that, that they. Mirror, though. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> what, what, if it was an, what if it was an animatronic of the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that's just pretty cool that they even featured the Black Cauldron because you know really gets any love and so yeah, that's awesome. Did it open before that movie debuted? Uh, no, it opened shortly after. Okay, so they were working on it. Before they realize this is yeah tank yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly Ran- random random fact I've never seen the black holder I thought you had for some I thought reason. it was on your list you for Disney that. Plus yeah Dual me too Live. What do you, uh, I still never watched it uh, why did I think you liked it <laughs> I, I also thought one? you liked it I probably will like it if I watch it it sounds like it's right the up pacing was really odd I did end up watching it um, I mean it was interesting but not the greatest yeah, but it's it still either. cool it's very but for some reason yeah I thought Matt yeah. had seen it yeah. Well, nope. thank you for that, Beth. That yeah. was, uh, that's good, and I appreciate the. I, I never really looked through what the whole walkthrough was like. Oh so, yeah, yeah it's, it's if you get a chance to just kind of like skip through a video, you have to watch the whole thing, but just kind of mm-hmm. see the different rooms. It's really impressive how much, really how much effort they put into it. Like I said, there's a lot of those kind of like haunted mansion style effects that kind of give you that creepy vibe. So it was a lot of a lot of effort went into it. It didn't feel like a cheap attraction at all. Well, sticking with scary, uh, Matt uh, has a uh, something that I think follow pretty good to that attraction. It's kind of funny that the three of you all have done something pretty scary, and I did uh, Mickey Mouse review. <laughs> <laughs> it really speaks uh, to all of our personalities a little bit, doesn't uh, it? <laughs> Matt, uh, what did you do? All right, so for mine, I got to take you back a little bit. Got to take you back to 1996. <laughs> All the way was back. When, uh, was when this thing called the internet was just starting to take off. And <laughs> Matt being a nine-year-old at the time on AOL, thinking that the extent of the internet was the AOL channels only, <laughs> used to go on the travel channel all the time and was reading about this little celebration that they were having in Florida called Walt Disney World's 25th anniversary. And I just remember wanting to see the birthday cake in person. <laughs> but that was also when I started reading about New Tomorrowland Woo! and one of its headlining attractions called the Extra Terrestrial Alien Encounter. <laughs> oh, and yeah. From that point, I wanted to see it. And I never got to. And that is exactly why I hate Stitch. <laughs> it ruins everything. That, yeah, that so, attraction has quite the history too and changes. But. Right. So anybody who doesn't know what Alien Encounter is, it was essentially a scary theater and around experience where you were invited by a extraterrestrial company called XS Tech because if you need to seize the future, you do it with XS. XS. <laughs> And essentially what you were doing is you were called into the, uh, oh, what did they call it? There's the 
Tomorrowland Interplanetary Convention oh, Center. I forgot about that name. Because <laughs> that's, that's and and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority would tell you yeah. all about the 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 Interplanetary Convention Center and how the XS Tech was over there, you know, showcasing their new their new technology. So essentially, what you were doing is you were coming into this convention center, and XS Tech was showing off their new like teleporting technology where. Essentially, you can beam things from one point of the galaxy to another, and you get this awesome like pre-show with a animatronic who is voiced by the one and only Tim Curry. Ugh, love him. And essentially, he demonstrates that you can send one item from a tube to another one, and it's supposed to do it almost painlessly. But the animatronic that he sends, named Skippy, who also does eventually make an appearance in the thing we shall not name it um, <laughs> and he's like charred and like burnt and essentially just letting you know like oh it's, it's safe enough it's and safe also enough. he looks so creepy that's also your little first warning like okay this is this is not a children's attraction mm-hmm. it's, it's oh that animatronic or the animatronic the, the animatronic the, the animatron- yeah. yeah the animatronic oh yeah no the animatronic was terrifying yeah because it like, changed mm. too it had a different look originally and then they made well, it well it's more yeah creepy. so a little little trivia here the original pre-show was actually voiced by Phil Hartman. Oh, really? And the animatronic had a totally different name. So if you were curious what the animatronic was originally called, it was Tom 2000, and it was Techno, Technobotic or, Radi- or Radical Mechanism Series 2000. It was Phil Hartman, but then they changed it to SIR, and it was acronym S-I-R for Simulated Intelligence Robotics. So... And of course, there were a lot of guest stars in this in this uh, in this show too. You had like Tyra Banks, you had Kathy Najimy, Jeffrey Jones, Kevin Pollock, obviously Tim Curry. So a lot of big name stars yeah. doing characters in this show. <laughs> and I think uh, obviously they had to do some fine tuning at the beginning. I don't remember. I don't know if you looked it up. On did they have to? Did they try to make it less scary, or did no, they, they try made it more, more scary? scary. Okay. Because apparently Michael Eisner said it was not intense enough. What was his son's so, name? Brick. But what was his son's name? Michael oh, Eisner's son. Yeah, who loved Splash Mountain and told 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 Michael, I really like that one, and so that's why they built Splash Mountain. Yeah. That's yeah. So I've heard that story a lot. Apparently, <laughs> it was not a. Uh, it was not scary enough or intense enough, so they had to retool it because it was originally supposed to open uh, in '94, then it closed again until '95. Mm-hmm. And another backstory is originally the theme was going to be to Alien. Yes, that's like right. Ridley Which Scott's makes Alien. Sense that would have been amazing. The Alien they used for the in theater. Great movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's yeah. very similar. Right, um, but they weren't going to do that because it was rated. Are. Yeah, man. It, even if they did do it, though, <laughs> then I mean, it. Well, inevitably, was almost rated R. They ended up using it for the great movie ride, anyway. So that yeah. whole argument went out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so after the pre-show, you end up going into the main theater, and everybody sat down in these chairs that had really weird, like, shoulder harnesses that kind of just came down around your head, and. Essentially, when the show starts, the chairman of Excess Tech decides he's going to demonstrate the 
the technology himself and he's going to beam himself straight to Tomorrowland and greet everybody in person. But of course, something goes wrong and his transportation beam gets intercepted by some other planet. And when the tube opens up, it's not the chairman. It Mm. is a massive animatronic, like winged, almost insect looking creature. (laughs) Demonic. (laughs) It was terrifying looking. It was. I I am so like seriously, this is like the one that like <laughs> it's, a, it's like so a knife in Matt's about. heart. <laughs> it does. It's going to literally but and then not to jump ahead here though, when I saw that there were originally plans for it to come here to Disneyland, that was just oh, like putting that's where the it was knife, originally supposed to go. Yeah, yeah. The knife and then twist. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. But yeah, so of course, you know. They try to contain the alien, and lo and behold, it doesn't work. <laughs> and it breaks out of the tube, and it just goes pitch black. Uh-huh. And this is where things just get weird, because you start hearing the thing moving around the room because they used, like, binaural audio. They also had, um, like, water effects, because at one point, one of the technicians says he's going to put the lights back on. You hear him get mauled to death <laughs> by this thing, and the audience is sprayed by... What you can only assume is some sort of blood. I remember it being, because I, I went on it one time, and I remember it being warm water. Like, I remember the water being warm when it hit mm-hmm, my face. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just crazy. They had, like, cast members walking up on the catwalks above you with a flashlight. And then I think they did some that were automated, but they actually had cast members walking around up there. And then they died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at one point... Um, you hear the monster come like right up behind you and you can feel the headrest things like press down against your shoulders. Like it's walking above you mm-hmm. and they had these little like tubule things that were behind your head that made it feel like it was like licking the back of your neck. And there was like hot air and water, like dripping, like it was drooling on your neck. And I'm just like, why, why did they get rid of this? I needed to do this. Have you all ridden it except for Matt? I have. I have. Have okay. you? I have too. Yeah. Oh, oh Eric has done something. <laughs> you haven't. That's oh, that's tough. You yeah, would have re- really loved it. I remember going back, you know, after I've ridden it before, onto new visits, and it was still open, and just thinking, yeah, we don't really need to do it. I know I've gone on trips where we did not do it after we've done it before because it wasn't very repeatable. But it was gnarly. Now looking back at it, though, man, I wish I wrote it every single time, multiple times. Well, and this so also, this also comes down to like what I kind of want to say, like about like today's generation. Again, <laughs> Here this, comes Matt out on his porch, man. Today's generation. <laughs> well, I mean, like not in today's generation, but today. Okay, not today's generation, but today's society. Because maybe in like the early '90s, like this probably wouldn't have flown. And, you know, it sounds like it was kind of like hit or miss. You either loved it or you hated it. But I feel like in today's society, I feel like if this was built now, it would be a runaway hit again. Like, and this is and this is the same thing that I use for when I say Superstar Limo. I feel like if Superstar Limo was built now, even though it's super weird, it's super bizarre, but I feel like people nowadays embrace the super weird and the super bizarre and i feel Mm -hmm. like it would actually have its audience now and i feel like it just opened at the wrong time and i feel like this opened at the wrong time 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think you're right, Matt. And also because, you know, with social media today that people would probably have gotten enough exposure to know what it really was about and not be surprised. I think that was one of the main complaints, right, is that people didn't mm-hmm. understand what it was about going into it blindly with their small kids. And I'll I'll be honest, even, you know, I was a teenager, but it was terrifying to feel like trapped in the restraints with all that's happening and like i'm a little claustrophobic right so that on top of it and like all the different effects happening um i do feel really bad that you didn't experience it because i do feel like that's like right up your alley like, oh, yeah, you would have loved, loved it, it. Yeah. no i feel like i would have been obsessed with this attraction yeah. yeah and i mean i'm already like i was obsessed with it anyways and i'm still obsessed with it even the fact that i still have never gotten to ride it like i remember the day that i rode guardians and there was an excess tech like order form on mm-hmm. the collector's desk i was like oh my god this is so <laughs> awesome and i'm still pissed one time i found at the orange uh circle in orange i found at one of the antique stores i found one of the giant vinylmation alien pop figures Oh, and, wow. Or the Vinylmation figure. And I went back to go get it a couple weeks later and it was gone. Oh, oh man. I was always so just by a little bit. It's always <laughs> something. I think it's also needed to be mentioned how, because I don't think you mentioned what it used to be, right? This was Mission to Mars. Um, so that's <laughs> just so people know what the theater was and what, why this kind of ended up there. Because that's why it was considered for Disneyland as well, because it was just taking over. The you know mission to the moon and mission or sorry rocket rocket to the moon mission to the moon and mission to Mars I don't know. one of those one of those <laughs> but it was uh it made sense that hey what are you going to do with this space it's not that big you have these two theaters in it it worked really well for this space I I do still think it just wasn't repeatable but it was very unique and very scary and definitely was an experience that and I think you're right. It- I think it would still work really well if it was there today for Disney World, but maybe not at Disneyland. Just because of Disneyland, you need stuff that <laughs> is more repeatable, I think. When when did it close again? 2003. 2003. And our first trip together was uh, 2006. 2006. <laughs> so close. Yeah, and that was almost 20 years ago already. Shh. Yeah, <laughs> quiet you. Did you do Stitch? Did you get to go on that? We did go on it. It's terrible, but you did do it. Unfortunately. Yeah. So at yes. least you've been hey, in the Hey, he stole theater. my chili dog. Oh my God. I did not know where that voice was coming from. I did not see your mouth moving. I was <laughs> like, oh my God. I thought somebody was in the Thank room you. with me. That was <laughs> <Sorry. Weird. laughs> oh, Wait, Stitch has now gone too, though, right? The, oh, thank God. The, yeah, the chili close. dog thing was repulsive it almost made me vomit it was gross (laughs) that whole show okay i already was on the fence about stitch to begin with because i already had just a weird like (laughs) distaste for that character in general (laughs) when i rode that i think i walked out of that theater and was like i it's essentially my nemesis stitch is my disney (laughs) nemesis i hate that character and i hated it even more after that when Matt uh, saw the castle and the toilet paper, he was livid. But that was at Tokyo, right? They didn't do that. No, it was Disney World. It was on April Fool's Day. Are you sure they didn't do that, Tokyo? I'm positive it, it was. They could have. Because it, 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 it was a tie-in. It was a tie-in with yeah. the attraction. Oh, okay. Is it Stitch's King? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And then they had like the the <laughs> stickers on it, right? Of like a of fake spray paint on the castle. Oh, yeah, right? this yeah. one. Because I feel like to- uh, Tokyo did something too for the castle with Stitch. Mm, they probably did. They do everything. Well. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of had but it yeah. to him though with the trailers with Belle and Ariel. Uh, that was pretty fun. I I enjoyed those. They they were cute. I thought they were yeah. good. Out. No, and like I said, and then like I I was reading about this thing for so long, and then I remember when I finally discovered that it was supposed to be part of like Tomorrowland. What was it, twenty fifty five? And you know we missed out on what was it a uh, alien encounter? We missed out on the Timekeeper. We missed out on what was it like that Plectus intergalactic review, which was supposed to take oh, over America right. Sings. Yeah. Yeah, could you American imagine things? if they did all those three things? We got, though, a, we got a brown <laughs> space mountain out of it. Yeah. <laughs> we got brown which space is beautiful. mountain and moon rocks. <laughs> oh my god, was and a track that just sits empty <laughs> through the whole god. land. At least take it down. Don't let us stare or at Tomorrowland. Like bushes growing bones. over on top of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, thanks, Matt. I'm sorry you didn't get to experience that one. Someday, well, somebody will it'll come back. Yeah, so. <laughs> this is a really sad episode. Now that I think about it, I'm all depressed. <laughs> Remember the uh, that, that concept that everybody was talking about a while back—the black box attraction. Yes. Where it can be, let's do Anything. a black box attraction of Alien Encounter, just I, for me. I'm for it. Are you listening, you Bob? It. Spend some money. Do it for me. <laughs> He's you not just spend throw money him into Space Mountain. It's a real alien. What if they well, put up the lift hill? Alien AA in Space Mountain. Yeah, there like just kind of like the Yeti, Ooh. but like an alien. Is it where that asteroid never worked. That's true. Right. It's still. Is it still in there? It's still there. It's still there. You can't see it very well. Not lit up. Remember they talked about, I mean, not to get on a tangent, remember how much they talked about that damn asteroid like it was yes. supposed to be the star of the show and then they never <laughs> used it? They never turned it on. Yeah. I almost forgot about that guy. I feel like they could still like. Light it up from inside or something. Um, Wasn't it lit up from inside? I think that was. I think it was lit up from inside, but they said that like they couldn't come up with like the right happy medium because it was either too bright and then you could see everything, or it was Uh too dim and it just made no sense. But but it never it didn't open with it, correct? Mm -mm. Yeah. Anyway, I feel bad for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about. Another another story for another time. Yes, and I figured I would close out with something that uh, is my true number one attraction that I did not ever get to experience. There, there's other things on here that we're probably leaving out that I think are worth mentioning. Um, I think I purposely chose not to pick Horizons because it's over-talked about. Um, obviously, Horizons, I think I did it. I just don't remember doing it. I was younger. But Horizons is, of course, something I would want to have ridden, and I would love to still ride today. But, and I also think World of Motion does not get enough credit. Um, That's another one I don't remember riding, if I ever did. But my number one, and it's really because I'm just depressed on what's there now, and it's just, I don't understand what they've done to it, because it's really just not even, it's a shell of what it was before. But um, it's going to be Journey into Imagination at Epcot it and I I, we're going to talk about this in great length later so I'm not going to go into that much about it now but I just want to say you know this was an attraction that 
um, opened a little bit after um, Epcot opened. It ended up opening um, March 5th of 1983. They broke ground on it of May of 1981, so just a little bit before the actual park opened. But but yeah, that opened in, in 83, and it actually, if you guys are familiar with the current journey into your imagination in the Imagination Pavilion in Epcot, um, it's a pretty short ride, but it is a lackluster of that. I, there's just nothing really going on. It's very awkward. There's a lot of other spaces that are after the attraction that aren't utilized. It's just, it's bad. I think it's really bad. Eric it's, idles in it. He doesn't even remember doing it. Filming it. <laughs> That's a Twitter inside joke, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, but I'm bringing it up because the original, which was just Journey into Imagination, didn't have your in it. It was originally a 13-minute attraction that originally proposed to be two stories and multiple uh, kind of these rotating scenes in it. Um, that One of them was cut, but it did open up with one of them. And so while well, it was similar, the same type of track, it's a, an omni-mover, if you will, a hybrid omni-mover, kind of on a roller coaster track. It's a train of four cars, and they would kind of go... A, through the attraction on their own and be able to stop in certain places, but it didn't stop originally like it does today. Right now it goes through different scenes and stops and they're dumb scenes that uh, makes no difference that they stop, in my opinion. But originally it would start off and pretty quickly there, um, you would end up going through a three minute and 20 second scene where you go around and you didn't know this unless you're kind of looking down and, and, and looking kind of behind the vehicle and below, but you were in a carousel of sorts that, where the vehicle would follow the carousel around in a circle. It would face inward. There were five scenes, so there's five sets of cars that would follow around this track with there's side I mean, things are blocked off, so you can't see around. So it seems like you're just stopped there watching this scene. And that's where you have the Dream Finder that you may be familiar with. You have Figment. Um, he's singing along. He's on his little doohickey. I don't know what you call it. The, the Dream Machine. <laughs> uh, but, but it's just so cool that, you know, this really impressive scene with a lot of great effects and everything. And then he would move on to a very long dark ride afterward that was a bunch of stuff going on. You would go through um, all different types of scenes, talking about art, literature, performing arts, science and technology. Um, there's a scene called Dreams and Wishes and Image Technology. Um, and then there was a big grand finale. But all this stuff was, was going on, and they ended up closing in, what, 1998, I want to say, originally? Uh, would end up closing originally in October of 1998, where it had its first remodel where they removed Figment and then it got remodeled again and added Figment back in. But what they ended up doing is they removed a large portion of that track. Um, and that track, which I didn't know until recently, that area that was removed is just the image work section at the end of the attraction where they would it's have... It's just like dead and dying. Dead now. and like now it's completely dead. Yeah. Like, there's yeah, nothing there's there. like nothing there. Yeah. But it was like interventions when it was already bad. That's that's yeah. what ended up in that, in that space. And I mean, it was cool probably at the very beginning, the image work stuff. And originally that image work stuff was upstairs in the... What do you call that? Not trapezoid. It's like a 
The triangle roof building thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what you call that. Like the pyramid thing, type thing. The pyramid. The glass pyramid yeah. thing. I guess that's appropriate. It's a, the pyramids. The, but it had a second floor and all that stuff was upstairs. And that was a lot of, uh, you know, that was when those type of exhibits were really cool. And they had a lot of innovative stuff. So I, I missed that. I, never, I didn't get experience upstairs image works. And that's where they have the famous kind of like rainbow tunnel that you've probably seen in some marketing or old materials with Dreamfinder and Figment in it. Um, but had a really cool vibe and look to it. But now that they just completely removed that track and now it just sits basically dormant. And it's just really sad that you had such a long and incredible attraction. And I understand why it was getting dated and they had to do something. But to remove so much of it, it's just crazy to me. And I get it, this carousel of sorts, I guess they were having, I mean, it was probably pretty difficult. And I think they had challenges and issues with that. And maybe it was too much trouble to keep that going. But you can remove the carousel portion and keep the rest of the track. Um, So that is just how I feel about this one. I just think I I missed out on something really cool. And there's not a, a lot of people talk about it, but... I don't think there is really that many people around right now that really remember this original version of Journey into Imagination. So I think it's worthy of another podcast, and we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth later because we can talk about the second version and and you know whatever the hell is there there whatever that's there now. <laughs> whatever how you want to call that monstrosity. Yeah, I mean, who knows how they should even fix it. I don't feel like they can do anything to its current track. I mean, they would need to bring back the track that was Yeah, kind I of think removed. they should. I mean, yeah. you know, it's your own. It, it's the one character you've created for a park. Yeah, <laughs> that's should. popular. That's still popular. popular. Yeah. You can sell a thousand, Just you know, thousands of popcorn buckets. Cash in all that nostalgia, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's what Disney's Disney. known for doing. Say at least Disney removed the track on that beloved attraction because they just left the people mover here to just Brought, you know, yeah at least the track was removed. Us, just <laughs> same you know how they toy with us so much because on the current version you go straight you start going down a little hill and then straight ahead there's the track that just keeps going forward and I always used to think that was where it used to go or the old track but that's just like the maintenance facilities but you uh, know what I'm talking about you start going down the hill and yeah. there's, there's the track straight like, ahead where his and like just houses go right. or whatever right. Yeah, whatever. The theming that doesn't really exist is like <laughs> lack of theme. I don't know how to explain it. It's as you can see, I'm, I'm not a fan of the current version of it. Wait, so but, you said when it goes down <clears throat> right there, that's that's that doesn't it isn't anything there, right? Or it's just it's either nothing or that's where the uh, maintenance bay is. Oh, but okay. it's not. It doesn't continue on to where the former layout was. You know what's yeah. really weird about it, though, is, you know, with all that, I guess just coming full circle to what we were talking about before, like all everything changing at Epcot, I wonder why it's lumped into this world celebration land. Like, that doesn't really <laughs> seem to make sense to me. It almost makes me think like they're going to want to have to do something about the attraction to make is it. Is it part fit. of world celebration? It is. I yeah, that was, which is why it it's is. like weird. It's not nature. So no. they kind of so so they say it pretty much like gerrymandered like future <laughs> world <laughs> well, exactly Odyssey building is a world celebration so it actually it, it's silly and it doesn't really work but the center is actually even 
because it goes around one side is uh, the Imagination Pavilion, the other side of that land or whatever you call it is the Odyssey Building. So it uh, looks like an inverted penis. Yeah, yeah you nailed it. I was going to go with the uterus. I was, I was going to say Odyssey and uh, Imagination are the balls. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. In your imagination. Um, <laughs> so imagination, well huh? Uh, so yeah, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. They got to do something. But I said that uh, in 2003. Like, they got to do something. Yeah. It's still well, the same. And this, that's worse. one of those things, too. I mean, not to get on like a random tangent, but I, I love Disney. But sometimes I'm just like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm like, you know that this attraction is so like detested by like 99% of the community why do you not address that Mm -hmm. same thing when it comes to like Tomorrowland at Disneyland like every single person on the planet would love for something like the people mover to come back you've been hearing it for like 20 plus years now why are you just sleeping on that it's It's such an easy win yeah Yeah. and so much potential like with imagination and Tomorrowland themes like what the heck I don't get it. It's so bizarre to me. And I'm wondering, like, at the same time, like, I know ultimately it comes down to money, but I'm wondering, like, how many Imagineers are just, like, sitting there, like, seething? Like, we want to do something with this, but we're getting no, like, support. They need that push. They need that uh, veteran Imagineer that has some pull to really be able to push this. Do they even have any of those there anymore? I don't think they do. I don't think so. Uh, Tony Baxter comes and helps out with some things every once in a while. (laughs) He's pretty vocal, you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Yeah, it's it's nuts. Hopefully we do see some of these um, great ideas from the past and, you know, some of the stuff return to obvious things that we all want to see. And definitely, I mean, update it for sure, right? Like, it doesn't have to be the exact same thing, but pay homage to it. 100%. I don't need... A recreation of the original. No, I don't, I don't want right. them to bring yeah, back yeah. the original. But you can't leave. You can't pretty much go from such a high, 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 high level to something so mediocre and just be like, "We're fine with that." And especially Justin. when technology and everything has advanced mm-hmm. so much well, since then, there's so many the options. A journey to imagination now with current technology. Oh my god, yeah. it would be amazing. Yeah. You could imagine do something if really they cool. did the removal and they changed this today. Imagine if we still had like the original imagination and then they (laughs) (laughs) they cut it to what it is today oh man i wouldn't be able to i'd be off of the internet for two months (laughs) and i I can't deal knowing um disney though they're gonna nix figment and replace with um bing bong (laughs) oh my god shut up Oh no! Put oh, in no. That IP. Well, wasn't that even wasn't that a rumor too that they said that no. like, it was going to turn into like an inside out pavilion? I did hear that. Oh, seriously? Was oh, that. I heard no, that a please. while back. I don't think we'll get that because inside out is not doesn't have the legs. It's not. We got an emotional whirlwind <laughs> section of Pixar Pier. That's what Disney is doing to me every day online. Emotional whirlwind. What are you guys doing? Anyways, hey, it's not to make this a, a negative podcast. It really is just to reminisce. And I, I am, I mean, hey, we're all so hopeful. So it's just, we had to bring up these items that we never got to experience and we wish we did. So fun. that means go experience everything that you can now because you never know. You never know what's going to be gone and changed to something else. That's right. So, so don't skip those attractions that you are thinking, oh, I'll do it next time. <laughs>
Thank you. <laughs> Until our next happy hour, when you aren't able to join us off Harbor in Maine, and um, hopefully our next happy hour is a little bit sooner than our last one. Uh, you can find us online. You can always find us on Twitter and Instagram. It's simply at Off Harbor. Um, but we do post more on our own socials or our own handles. Um, those are available under the show notes. But really, I mean, I do try to post on our Twitter and Instagram for Off Harbor. But you're going to see much more just from us on our own. Um, also, feel free to drop us a line on podcasts at offharborandmain.com. It's a good way if you want to write a little bit more to us. We would love to hear some stories or tidbits or anything. I mean, hell, I'll probably read it out on, online unless you tell me not to. Tell us <laughs> what online, attraction on, on, on the miss. podcast. <laughs> What's yeah. That? yeah. Tell us what attraction you miss. I want to know. I want to know too. Um, and then, hey, if you enjoyed us, you know, sharing and recommending the show to your friends. I know it's been a while, but we do intend to still keep um, putting out shows. Sharing or recommending the show with your friends is truly the best way to get the word out. But regardless, we always will be. Um, very thankful for anyone listening. Really, thank you. We're fans of you. We're fans of our listeners. Um, making memories, sharing dreams, watching time go by. Each enchanted day, your heart will sail away to castles in the sky. On behalf of the birdies, flowers, and tikis here at Off Harbor in Maine. Farewell and aloha to you. We'll see you all next time. Stay well and cheers. 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 this huge Merle, uh, Merle, wow. <laughs> Merle? Who's Merle? My name hey, is Merle. Merle. Is, is it a leg, a legislature Merle? <laughs> Go experience everything that you can now because you never know. You never know what's going to be gone and changed to something else. That's right. So, so don't skip those attractions that you are think, oh, I'll do it next time. But Get there are some attractions you can't skip. <laughs> <laughs> And you'll never want to reminisce on <laughs> And you won't want to reminisce on Like Stitch's Great Escape. Thank God. Do not rest in peace. I hope. I've seen pictures of what the animatronic looks like, and I'm like, good. You deserved that. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right.